0: movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters us head cannon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning it's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 shoot them out of
1: a cannon shoot out of a cannon head cannon head cannon head cannon welcome to head cannon Tonight we have a very special guest, Mr. John Colby. How are you doing this evening? Hey, I'm gassy. How are you? <laughs> Good. Good. No, I'm, I'm not gassy for, yeah, which is something, uh, you know, you kind of take it for granted, something I didn't think to be thankful for, but now that you've said you're gassy, I'm thankful and grateful that I am not, so. Well,
2: now, now you're just bragging.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, you got to appreciate the little things, you know? That's, okay That's all it. right how, how about you brant gassy or no i'm i w- i'm alone in a room with and i have my microphone that i can turn on and off i kind of wish i was a little gassy because it feels kind of good coming out and then you wouldn't know <laughs> right. you just turn so, the mic off
3: <laughs> yeah yeah do
2: you guys know like the bones day or no
1: bones day are you familiar with that i am yeah no an ex-
2: okay, so for those not there's a guy who has a pug and he like sets it up and if it stays up it's a bones day and if it falls down so it's basically like a good day or a bad day like Groundhog's Day but it's it's all determined by this guy's dog. It's it's, so a, it's like, a dude. I, it's I a dude. Like It's it's a gas day or a no gas day. That's Where, <laughs> where we're gonna go with it? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's this dude on TikTok who's his dog's like 15 years old or something. So yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i, and I want to just let everybody know listening to this episode so typically we'll talk to you a little bit and then kind of you know maybe 15 20 minutes into the episode we'll get to the movie but i want to let everybody know now set expectations uh this is our christmas episode so so merry christmas happy hanukkah happy Kwanzaa. brent has a brent, <laughs> he's got merry christmas you filthy animal on his shirt i love it so we're recording this in october but we're going to release it right before christmas and uh and so the theme of this episode, the movie is 1988's Die Hard with Bruce Willis, and you might be thinking to yourself, hey, that's not a horror movie, but that, that's what we're exploring in this episode, because there's a lot of uh, debate, people have a lot of emotions and feelings and opinions about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so I want us to explore that as well. But uh, I read something recently that argued that it was really a horror movie, that it's a slasher with Bruce Willis's character John McClane as kind of the murderer slasher, taking out the terrorists one by one. So, so toward the end of the episode, we'll talk about it, and I want I want to kind of get everyone's opinion: is it a Christmas movie? Is it not? And is it a slasher or is it not? So,
2: wait, is this does this come out with audio and video or just audio?
1: Just audio, just audio. So nobody That's nobody will on. see that so you don't have a shirt on. I want to
2: I want to show everybody my T-shirt that says yippee ki yay you filthy
1: animal. <laughs> oh, that would be an awesome, I, that would be a great t-shirt. That's a good, yep. uh, sure, that has to exist, I feel. Somebody <laughs> yeah, has to it have it. should, that.
2: if it doesn't. Yeah,
1: I would wear that t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> so so what are you up to, man? We know you from, uh, I think Britt and I both met you at Comedy Sports Indianapolis. That's where we know you from. Uh, for I probably met you, what, 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, something like that? So yeah, you want to tell the people who you are, what you do, your extensive comedy improv background i've been making poop and fart jokes my whole life and i've been
2: paid to do this since 1998 <laughs> uh that's really yes. all it is and you just said our friendship is like 13 14 years old and i'm like guess what 13 or 14 is when i stopped growing so that's very appropriate
1: right <laughs> yeah you met us and you were like nope i'm done that's it, that's so
2: that, that, that's that's that. it. when you stop growing you, you like willed yourself to stop growing I, I did. I'm, I'm five foot eight. I mean, the only thing that kept growing was my beard and then everything went gray. Right. It, that all happened. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> nice. you no, know I agree. Mean? Man, the struggle is real. Like I, I know it's an audio podcast,
3: but like I've got some gray. Yeah. I've got gray, some
1: gray, some gray in the beard. Well, you know, I've always had, I had in a patch beard. of gray in my hair. It was just one patch and it like appeared when I was in middle school. I don't know why. So I, I've, I've always had this random gray patch in my hair. So like, my beard, and it's, I'm, I, there's not a lot of gray, but there's a little bit, you can see in my beard, and, but it's, to me, it's like, well, I've always, I've always had this gray patch, so it's like, nothing new for me, you know? Oh, oh I have a question. Yes.
3: Do some people have, like, a birthmark on their, the top of their head <coughs> that makes their hair do that? Like, I, where it's just like,
1: I've relax, heard that that's, I've, I, I've heard that that's a thing, um, but, but nobody... But mine just kind of appeared when i was in middle school so i don't know i don't i don't think it's a birthmark but i don't know yeah
2: have, have you shaved your head since that first happened
1: i never have no i've thought about it before but i haven't no what's
2: under that's what the next episode is going to all be revolving around <laughs> it's going to be some some movie like the uh what's the what's the eddie murphy movie with the the little bald kid
4: oh the,
1: eddie oh, Mur-
2: the golden child the Golden Child. Yeah. Wow. Review the Golden Child and then shave your head at the end of the episode.
1: <laughs> That's perfect. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'll just be shaving my head as we're recording. You'll just be like, boom. It's
2: like a mess. going to go over real well with audio only. People yeah. love
1: it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've got I've got a couple uh, fairly large moles on the back of my head, right? So any anytime I, I get my hair cut, I have to tell the person, like, cutting my hair, like, hey, Just so you know, I've got a mole here. I've got a mole here. Cause I've had people like clip it before and it's, I've, it's bled this, the larger one on my left side. But I, especially, I always had to tell this guy, it was like, we lived on the West side of Indianapolis. It was like the first, when we first moved to Indianapolis, we had a, an apartment very close to the Speedway, right. In, in, in in Speedway, Indiana. Um, but there was a guy at the Walmart just randomly one time, one day I got my hair cut at the barbershop in the Walmart. But the, but the dude cut my hair so well, like Shauna loved the way it looked. She was like, oh my God, that's the best haircut you've ever had. And so like, I kept going back to this dude and it was this like big, tall, hefty dude who would like aggressively cut my hair. It would like, it was, I could bear it, but it was like physically painful. The force with which he would like shove the clippers into my head and the whole time, he was, like, dancing and singing to the pop on the radio. So he'd be like, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, oh the single ladies. And, like, clipping my hair as he did it. Uh, but Best haircuts I've ever had. <laughs>
3: oh, can I share my best haircut person?
1: Yes, please. It
3: was, And this person was, he cut, he cut my hair twice and then disappeared. Oh. <laughs> this was in Bloomington, Indiana, right, in the mid-2000s. Okay. Wait, are we wait, we're still we're not even at the mid two thousands. It was early two thousands. And it was just this hole in the wall place near the Copper Cup um cafe right on right on campus. Yeah. And um and so I walked in, I just you know, first I was like first barber or, or stylist person to cut my hair. And they're like, Oh yeah, um, he's in the back. And so I walked to the back of the salon and and this and and there's these like Buddhist like uh posters on the wall and there's like a little incense burning. He's like, hello, how are you today? I was like, Oh, good. He's like, what, what what is your name? I'm I'm Brent. It's nice to meet you. Good. I forget his name. It was, uh, I don't know. So I sat down and I've never had a haircut like this ever in my life. Normally the stylist or person will like walk around you and cut your hair, right? They'll walk physically around you kind of, this man, he slowly turned the chair (laughs) As he just, like, snip, 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 snip. And, and he was doing, he was like, um, da, um, da, da, da. he was, like, doing these, like, these, these, these this humming, right? Like, so it was like, like chanting? Yeah. And then, it was for a long time, he was very quiet. He never said anything until finally he goes, so you said your name is Brent. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, okay. Brent means brain. Brent can burn. Brent can bend. And, like, he just started telling me about my life and spinning me slowly on this chair. And I think it had something to do with, like, because I looked it up and, like, eventually, like, I did find something where, like, uh, etymologically, etymology, you know, that's, I guess, the word, like, it means to uh, brain. And then, like, I guess to burn would mean that I'm, like, I, I can... I can also like I'm I'm just a physical body, and then to bend means like I'm kind of like Bruce Lee, as as though as though I'm with, I'm, I'm water, you know. Right. Can bend to the will of things, and it was so cool. And I went back to him one more time, and he was just as cool it, it, with the conversation. And then like he was just gone. Like I went in and like his cubicle area was just like
1: a Whoa. blank slate. He, you know, he just and like stuff. he 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 became pure energy, is what happened. He like he, <laughs> yeah. He, and, and, and then and now I've got this like spot in
2: my hair that just doesn't have color. <laughs> right. I just entered there. So, so my thinking with the whole Buddhist mentality and the way he was very formal and the way he spun you, it was Mr. Miyagi and he was trimming you like a bonsai tree where they like turn and <laughs> cut. That's what it was. It was very philosophical oh. because he was like your sensei, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget that guy. It was
1: so amazing. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, adjusting your perspective as he was spinning you around, right? Yeah, yeah, Mr.
2: <laughs> weird style. Also, and I just googled it. You said in the mid two thousands is, is when he disappeared. Pat Morita, who played Mr. Miyagi, died November twenty
0: fourth, two thousand five. Whoa, shit! <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. shit! <laughs>
2: a Detroit treasure. <laughs> we just we just figured it
1: all out. <laughs> oh shit, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Oh man, that, I, <laughs> I, that reminds me. I've have I don't know. I did this once. Have you guys ever had your eyebrows threaded?
2: No, I've oh, not. Every time me. I go now, I had a lady once go, do you want your eyebrows trimmed? Because mine are getting like random long ones. She's like, sure. So now every time I go and I'm like, we trim the eyebrows and it's free and it's quick. And they take the comb and they just go, bint, 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 bint. it's great. Yeah. Trimming, does it hurt?
1: Uh, Yes. Eyebrow threading. Yeah. I, so I don't know if you got, so they take a string, right? Yes. And they like wrap it up in the middle and then they move their fingers and the string just like moves across your eyebrow and like pulls out any hair. Uh, I did this once. Shauna requested that I get my eyebrows threaded. Be- it was right before our wedding, right? So I I I went, and again I don't know if it was in a Walmart. I kind of feel like maybe it was. It was like a little boutique <laughs> in a Walmart, <laughs> and I went, there. and and all the and everybody in there they all I think they all, I don't know they all spoke Vietnamese or Korean or something. So I, I didn't I didn't know what they were saying. So I go in there and I sit down. And there's like this, this definite language barrier, but I'm like, I'm like, I just need my eyebrows trim. That's it. You know? So I sit down and the lady starts doing it and it's so painful that I, I, I start laughing cause I feel so ridiculous. Like I'm this big, like all these, everyone in there, like I'm, I'm like the only white person in there. I'm the only, you know, the only person speaking English and they're all like talking about me cause I'm like yeah. just flinching in pain. And I'm laughing hysterically because I'm like, "This is so fucking ridiculous. Why am I even doing this? This is so stupid." And uh, <laughs> it was. Ter- I share that with you. What's that?
3: I sh- I, sh- I if I'm in pain and
1: people are around, I laugh. Yeah, yeah, if it, yeah. If something's hurting, me. yeah, that's funny. yeah. So I don't. I. It was the one time I was like, "I'm never doing that again." That's. There's no reason to do that again.
2: <laughs> so this podcast brought to you by Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> Get your hair cut and your eyebrows threaded at Walmart.
1: Yeah, do, do you have too much hair somewhere? Head on down to Walmart. <laughs> They'll take it. And then it the, goes into their sweaters.
3: I recently bought I recently bought a wax warmer. Okay. And and so I could wax myself. Okay. And it's only for like it's only for like my butt?
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah, because because it's gross. You know what I'm saying? Like, I time I try to time poops like with the shower. Right. Yeah. So like I feel I feel super clean afterwards. Yeah. You know. Well, I I took it a step further. Finally, there was like an Amazon Amazon flash deal on like a wax warmer, right? Okay. And so, so like my, my arms or my legs, like you have to kind of like, <laughs> like.
1: this. Wait, you like pull your legs up like over yeah. your shoulders? You're saying? Yeah,
3: like, you know how, like, you know how when, um, like comedy movies are showing someone like high kick up really high, <laughs> just have, like a fake
1: leg. Yeah. And it's obviously you not their that. leg. You literally make yourself
2: look like that. <laughs> well, it's basically the Muppets. You're talking about the Muppets.
1: Yeah. 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 You, you dip this, you dip the,
3: uh, the, 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 tongue depressor in the, in the warm, in the, not warm, it's, it's super hot wax. And I, I tested it at first, like on like my arm. Okay. And then, like, ripped a piece. It hurt like hell, but, like, I was happy with the results. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just apply that, you know, there. Right, yeah. And it, and it worked.
1: And you did, so you did yeah. this yourself?
3: Yeah. No, my wife wouldn't do this. Okay. okay so, like, so is, are you getting right up to your butthole? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I was worried I was going to drip some in it.
1: Yes! Yeah, yeah. But I didn't, you got to... You take the other hand
3: and you 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 cover it. Plug (laughs) it. Yeah.
1: No, just cover. Just put a cork in. Cover. It's called the waxing cork. (laughs) Yeah. So okay, let me let me. It's amazing. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, that I mean that sounds painful, but I I would be I would feel like the closer you got to your scrotum, uh, the more painful and more like I feel like that would be the most painful area. Do you have any experience with that? Have you ever gotten too close to to that that skin? Oh
3: no, that's razor only. That's...
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, cool. Uh, John Colby, follow up question. Um, so, do you just kind of wax like near your butthole in your crack, or do you go like across your whole butt? No, no, I don't. I don't want to go across the whole butt because
3: then it looks like. It, it, would, it would it would look like a UFO, like crop yeah. circle. Okay. Kind of thing.
2: Yes. I'm, that's this what I was concerned about. It's not even aesthetics; it's h- hygiene,
4: and then also it feels cool.
3: <laughs> so like, the, the only problem is like you have to get used to when, when the farts come out. <laughs> okay.
2: They just go. They just go. There's like nothing
3: muffling, and there's not. It's just like, huh.
0: It's like out. You gotta get used
3: to it, so you you, you gotta.
1: Wow, and the, like my I, I, muscle memory now
3: knows knows how to clinch.
1: Huh. So another well, thing I'm, we may not appreciate until it's gone. The the the. You guys the, are being really nice about this. Thank I, you. I'm very careful
0: no, about it. Like
2: I, I'm not judgmental. I'm assassinated by right this. Now. I'm I'm a hairy dude, so I get this. So like, so do you have to be more careful because of your farts? Because you don't have the hair to kind of. Hold the cheeks apart, and they're just tight. So when you part, it's going to be more likely to be loud.
1: See, that's the thing. I don't know how it works exactly, but it, that's what happens. Well, see, I,
2: because I, the noise comes from the butt, right? The noise comes from the butt. Like, yeah. like that's the, the rap songs. Corey knows the rap songs talk about making it clap. Right. Yeah. It's making it clap. It's, it's,
1: yeah. It's well, and I, I think it's. I, I'm kind of imagining it as like the hair is maybe like a silencer, right on a pistol. You know, it's it's kind of a buffer there and or almost like if there's not the hair there it's it's kind of like a a luge like a bobsled race right <laughs> you just you just slide slide What's right the... through yeah huh
2: yeah interesting so do you oh, i'm glad I'm... yeah last question last question fewer wipes oh yes huh.
3: and th- again the hygiene
1: factor is just amazing nice
2: there you go are you are you is that you going <laughs> uh, I'm going to Walmart. Go, getting,
1: <laughs> getting the wax warming up. You know, we, we really, asshole, yeah. we really need to embrace <laughs> bidets in this country. I've never tried a bidet. I want to. I want to. I want the experience of a bidet. It's amazing. You know, I've got to. I've got to clean it myself. I, you know, I got. I feel like by now, 2021, I should have something to do that for me. You know, we've got we've got the little sweeper robots, right? What are those called? The uh, right. Roomba. Roombas, Yeah, yeah. I feel like there should be something to to clean your butthole at this point. Uh,
2: your boom boomba?
1: Your boom <laughs> your, boomba. Your boom boomba clean <laughs> up your boom <good, Roomba>. boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> John, Jacob. Boom boom boom. I want you in my room. I want you to what that's about. Oh, man. You know, you mentioned something earlier. Um, about being a, you know, getting paid to be a comedian or whatever since, since 1990 whatever, I have to say as a dad of three kids, my oldest is 15. She just turned 15, which seems impossible. Um, but it is nice to have that background and that experience because like, you'll make a dad joke or say something dumb or something silly and they'll be like, Oh, that wasn't funny. Oh, lame. And you're like, Oh yeah. Out of the three of us, uh, who has, gone through the program at the second city Chicago, right? Who, who has been paid to do comedy on stage yeah. that me, yep. not, not you, me. <laughs>
2: yep. And I have now like my full time job is like, I teach people to do improv, to be better at their careers, but it all comes back to comedy. Like it all comes back to just being so if when my, cause my daughters are both like, you know, three and one, so they can't, you know, get there yet. But when they do, I'm just going to be like, my bad jokes put a roof over the, your head. You know, so I, I, right. I, I can go there with it. I'm like, literally, we would be poor right. if, I did, if I wasn't at least kind of funny. So you shut up.
0: <laughs> shut, shut up, child. <laughs> you like that bed you sleep
1: in?
2: Fishers to downtown Indianapolis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like hot food in your stomach? Jokes paid for that. <laughs> That's joke <laughs> food. Or someday,
2: you want, you want hot wax near your butthole? Because <laughs> we're going to be able to afford it. It's like
1: you go. We have the hot wax fountain,
2: Twenty right? five You go corral. Fondu, You can get hot wax out
1: of the fountain. Yeah, you just walk by, dip your butthole in. no problem. You know who? I, if anyone listened to our Doug Jones episode with with celebrity actor Doug Jones back in October, I feel like he would be talking about being flexible and getting your legs over your head I feel like he would he would do very well at, at waxing his butthole
2: uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure he could do that as like a, like a stream on Patreon and a lot of people would pay to watch that in fact the shape of water is just Doug Jones waxed <laughs> 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 yeah they, they put some CGI around it to cover the weird parts but that's all it is <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Now, <laughs> we got to start doing these at 8 30 now.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. magic hour. Right? Is that better for you? <laughs> I
2: think so. That's and good. I want to be clear whether it's Brent or it's Doug Jones, I don't want that angle on my Patreon. I want to kind of from behind. I just want to see the process. I don't want to see the butthole. You know what I'm saying? Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And from my perspective, that's what I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know it's there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or, or I you check could... afterwards.
1: I mean you could you could get really artistic with it, right? I mean you could do you could do like a wide shot, you know, kind of very you know, panned out yeah. and you know, of, of wax in the butthole. And it would kind of like represent the the isolation of man, you know, at the same time. Get real artsy with it, you know? Mine looks like the front of Charlie Brown's t-shirt. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> with the zigzags. Oh no. Uh <laughs> So anyway, uh, <laughs> talking about bald people, Bruce Willis is in Die Hard. <laughs> that's right, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, he's which he's been bald since he was like twenty years old.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: But so what? Did, so we talked yeah, he about he was even
2: bald in that Look Who's
1: Talking movie. That's true. Yeah.
2: Because he amazing. only shops at Walmart, and just like you go there enough, the hair just all falls out.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the guy's so rough with it. Yeah. Yeah. Permanent damage. Yep. So we, so Jacob, I talked to you. I wanted to get you on the show and, and talk to you. And you you said you're not a big fan of horror movies for the most part, right?
2: No, I don't like when the things try and scare me. It makes me mad. It doesn't even scare me. It just like like going to haunted houses. The last time I went to a haunted house was probably 15 years ago and the first one that scared me i went stop it like like instinctively (laughs) i didn't scream like my gut reaction when i'm afraid is like stop like i can command things with my voice to do what i want don't scare me it's weird
0: stop that (laughs) (laughs) also
3: because like you probably refute like because like the actor brain even at you said 15 yeah maybe the actor brain in you like knows that like they're just portraying people or whatever it's fake yeah. So then you're like well, yeah. stop that. You're like you're like talking to the guy. Right, I'm stop directing. That. I'm directing.
1: <laughs> From a very uh, Yeah. <laughs> you know, I when I was in middle school, I volunteered at a, a haunted house. It was it was I think probably the largest haunted house around the Bloomington, Indiana area, but it's down in uh south of Smithville. It's like it's like on the yeah. southern. It's outside Bloomington, Harrodsburg. Harrodsburg, the Harrodsburg, the Harrodsburg haunted, haunted house. house. Yeah. Yeah, so I volunteered there with a bunch of friends, and so we we did that for one or two weekends, and it was a lot of fun. But then, I think it was the weekend or whenever Halloween was, we one of my friends, uh, a guy by the name of Mike Griffin, brought a bunch of stink bombs and like crushed them up right before they opened, so the whole place smelled like a fucking septic tank like it smelled it smelled like the whole place was just like made of farts right so so the guy and we were volunteers we were it was free we weren't getting paid it was just a fun thing to do and this guy like the guy running the place came up and he was like who who let off these fart bombs who released all these fart bombs and these guys were like they did it it was those boys there and he was like you're he was like, you're fired. Get out of here. And I was like, We're, you're not even paying me. Like, how How can we be fired? This isn't even a job. So. Like, can I use the phone to call my mom? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I'm fired,
2: but I'm going to wait 45 minutes for her to get here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he don't want to tell her that they kicked you out for letting off state, mom. So like, well, I guess we'll just it's stand early, outside. But... here's
2: my question working at a haunted house did you ever get punched
1: i did not i did not no
2: that must happen right yeah it's kind of happened when people get scared that's your first instinct either tell them to stop or swing yeah
1: (laughs) well have you seen that video of the kid that like it's in a school i think but the kid like pops out of a trash can and scares this other kid and the kid immediately just like fucking decks him (laughs) like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but
3: that probably happens to those people like on halloween that they sit outside their house dressed as like a scarecrow or something in a chair yeah yeah
4: Yeah. they just did that this week i
2: just saw i mean i mean it's it's christmas time right but (laughs) i just saw an nfl team did this thing outside of their own organization where one of the guys like hid in kind of this like like wooded area and when people came by he jumped out and one of the one of the players goes and hey, almost hit him. And I'm like, these are NFL players. He could kill a guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sneak up on the wrong guy. That's not funny. Yeah. No. Getting
3: well, CTE on Halloween. That
1: sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that reminds me of another video I've seen before. If you guys haven't seen it, I'll send it to you. But it's like, this guy walks in the room. I don't know if it's his sister or somebody, like jumps out jumps out from around the corner and scares him. But he does <laughs> look. Like, and I'm an, I'm a nerd, like, I'm a total nerd, but he, he he looks, like, he comes in the room, looks like a total nerd, and does, like, this kind of kung fu move, like, he <laughs> okay, Like, real quick? Yeah, he, like, throws, like, pull, like, he's doing a fucking karate form or something, right? Like, one fist up by his ear, his other fist, you know? Like, he's just gonna fucking unleash the dragon on her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that
3: takes a lot of, like, you thinking about it before yep. it happens a lot.
2: Yeah. To <laughs> then do that, one of these days, one of these days, and I'm going to be ready.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Looking <laughs> like yourself in the mirror in the bathroom. Yeah.
1: That's why I, I practice my kung fu every day. <laughs>
2: yeah, every day. Get in front of the mirror, latch my butthole, <laughs> practice kung fu. Step one, step two.
1: Yeah, you got to be disciplined. You, gotta, you, you got to do it every the routine. day. Routine. <laughs> Well, the thing is, as you're doing your Kung Fu forms, you don't want that friction back there, right? You want ease of oh, movement. Right. You you know? You so. want like a spark to fly out real quick. <laughs> yeah, it'll just... Yeah, you don't want it to catch like, you know, Tinder, right? You don't, you don't, you don't need that. <laughs> it's, the, it's the rug in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's like and then you get a hair dryer or something, it's like fucking bear grills blowing on a little cherry to like <laughs> <laughs> try and get the fire going. It's like, Oh right, there we go. all right, there she is. Yeah, remember <laughs> yeah, survival situation you just you just put like a little like balled up dried grass and- you're just right that's in your the
0: and then you walk, and then you walk, and, and then, then you... friction.
2: You know, after a long day, Brent, when, before you right. before you trim, it, you just go walk for a long time in a hot day? Right. At the End of the day, everything you know there is chafed,
1: right? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what
2: it was like with hair
1: there. That's,
0: that's yeah. what
2: I mean. Yeah, that's why yeah, I'm
1: so, I don't, like, right. it's so right. no hair thing. He's like, if you're ever if you're ever lost in the forest and you don't have any flint or steel, you just put a little put some dry grass in your butthole, right? You walk about five miles. You've got a fire before you know it. <laughs> yeah, when
3: you smell smoke, just, just squat it out. Pop, squat it out. Pop a squat. You can stick a little piece of venison right right in the belt buckle. And it's,
0: and that's, it's smoke. that's dinner. It's
3: you it
2: <laughs> you'll smell it. You'll know when it's done. Know. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah You know what? As, as ridiculous as this sounds, I've seen an episode where Bear, Bear grills like it's dirty water that you can't drink, but if you need to hydrate, he puts a tube up his ass because he was like, "You can't drink this water; it'll make you sick." But you can absorb it through your rectum. So, like, as ridiculous as this sounds, I've actually seen Bear Grylls put a tube up his ass to drink water. So,
3: <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. Did he, did he do that? You think, or did they like? Did he stay at a Holiday Inn Express
1: like later <laughs> well, that evening? He did. He did both. They blurred it out, but it looked like he was sticking a tube in his ass. And that's the funny thing about Bear Grylls is like he does this ridiculous shit, and then goes to his room at a Holiday Inn Express. Like it's it's like you didn't even have to do that. Why? Why? Why did you do that? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, Have
3: we started. Is, this, is the show started
1: yet? Yeah, I
3: didn't
1: think so. I didn't think so. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is all. This is all going in. This is all going in. Which is it's kind of a weird thing to record a Christmas episode two days before Halloween, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> but what do you? So so anyway. So Die Hard. Yeah, let's jump in. So 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 John, uh, you you weren't a big fan of uh, horror movies. I kind of had this idea in my head that I wanted to do Die Hard as a Christmas episode. Um, because some people have opinions that it's a Christmas movie. I uh, read an opinion that it is maybe a slasher movie, and you were gracious enough to, to to agree to cover this movie with us. So, what did you think? What was your opinion on this movie?
2: On um, if it's a Christmas movie?
1: No, just about the movie in general.
2: So, first of all, I kept at the beginning. I kept thinking John McCain, and then I thought how much different the movie would be <laughs> if it was in God rest his soul. But if it was. <laughs> john mccain having to do all this (laughs) right Like, hey he was i mean he's he was a prisoner of war he's fought right so like the idea of him like hey terrorists are taking over freaking hans gruber like go, go save go
1: save the world right and you're not wrong man so many movies were inspired by
3: die hard you know for instance like one of my favorite trilogies for action movies is like the olympus um like, Olympus Has Fallen, where oh, it's right. like the White House gets suddenly, like, under siege by terrorists. But then, like, it's like one lone, like, Secret Service agent guy, like, taking people out. Right.
1: Or the movie Under <laughs> Siege with Steven Seagal is another another example of that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah.
2: Home yeah. Alone. Yeah. yeah. Air Force One.
1: Air Force One. Yeah, exactly. And actually, Brent, since you brought up Home Alone, I did. I was doing a little bit of research right before we recorded... Uh, did you, where going you time. know where I'm going? You go ahead. You go ahead then. Cause okay. I thought this was interesting. Oh, oh no, no, it's okay. Um, they're, they're, well, th-
3: um, this is not my head cannon because I didn't think of this at all, but two things. Um, Home Alone was directly influenced by Die Hard mm-hmm. for sure. And then other folks have said that Home Alone is the prequel to Die Hard.
1: Okay. And that's John McClane as a kid or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead
3: of McLean, it's McAllister. Right. It's also during Christmas time, right? He's he's systematically trap making traps and creating like little like uh, uh pain pain centers around <laughs> like a location, you right. know, to to, and, to thwart an enemy. And he
1: like taunts so, the on. bad guys.
2: <laughs> so you can I do my head cannon now, or do I have to wait?
4: No, do it now. Do it now.
2: Because as soon as you said like. What, and I know it's it's L.A. instead of New York, but like, what's the one thing you would have added? I would have added a Donald Trump cameo, just like in Home Alone Two. <laughs> right. But then he could also be like killed by the terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: It's a win-win. That's right. And what what's the building called? The the Na- Nakatomi 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 Tower. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Trump
2: Tower. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. all kind of kind of fits in.
1: Well, and I and Brent yeah. Brent, where I thought you were going with that was
2: Oh,
1: cool. Uh the actress Bonnie Bedelia, who plays Bruce Willis's wife in this movie. Right? Yeah. Like the main woman.
4: Is she in home alone?
1: She is her brother is Kit Culkin, who is the father of Macaulay Culkin. She's Macaulay Culkin's aunt. Oh, that's ah. so cool. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I, I found that out like right before the podcast. I was like, what? Yeah. This
3: is Kevin McAllister, the father. The,
0: yeah. <laughs> right, Yeah. The My father. My favorite scene in Home Alone.
3: <laughs> it's so good.
1: Yeah. But so we've got this, so uh, we've got this movie. I like that right off the bat, I was thinking as they set up this movie, you've got the scene where he's in the airplane and the guy's telling him to ball his feet, right? When he gets off the plane to get rid of I jet lag. I did that. After I after I heard that, yeah, when you like, got did did it work, or were, yeah, have, it feels cool. Yeah, 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 but I like like so you've got that quick scene of like him on the plane. The guy tells him to ball his feet. That douchebag Ellis like hits on Mrs. Uh, McLean, hits on Holly right in the beginning. Uh, oh, yeah. And then we meet Argyle, the limo driver, who's like my favorite character in the whole movie. Me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's like, but within five minutes, it's like, here's this character, here's his thing. Here's this character, here's his thing. Here's this character, here's his thing. And it's like, it's just like I don't know. it so perfectly like sets you up and sets up these things that are going to pay off later in the movie, like Bruce Willis being barefoot, right? So, so hold on. Are you
2: saying basically that? Die hard is set up at least um uh, like a herald?
1: Yeah, actually yes, actually, yeah.
2: It's like you have the first three scenes and then you, you and then it goes all crazy but then it all comes together at the end.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't think of that, yeah, but yeah, that's a, that's exactly what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. You,
2: have you read that Seinfeld is supposedly every episode is written like a herald? Oh
3: no, I haven't heard that. Yes, yes, that, very much so. Yeah, everything, in the, all the characters and storylines kind of come together at the end. Even Curb Your Enthusiasm is a bit like that as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that.
1: Huh.
0: That's
3: awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting.
1: But yeah, so I loved uh, the start of this movie. I thought the setup with the guards, it kind of reminded me of The Dark Knight, how all of the, the thieves are like going into the bank and they're all doing their, their own thing, like the opening of The Dark Knight where all the robbers were going to the different points in the bank. But then, this is. I, I think this gives me an opportunity. One Something I've said for a very long time is anybody who's seen Die Hard 3 with a vengeance, the villain in that movie, Jeremy Irons, that's the one with Samuel L. Jackson, is kind of like Bruce Willis's oh, partner. Yeah, that's
3: the only other one I've seen.
1: Yes, that's, that's the. At least the second best one. Yeah, I'd say Die Hard's probably the best, but the third one is great. But the best screen. I've long. Said that the best screen adaptation that we've had of the Riddler, the Batman villain, the Riddler, is the villain in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Who he's not the Riddler at all, has nothing to do, but he the whole movie he leaves clues for the cops, and the whole movie is like Bruce Willis yep. trying to figure out these clues and solve these riddles. Um, and so, like, yep. what they do with the villain in Die Hard with a Vengeance is what I want to see in a batman movie with the riddler but they've they they've never done it so i don't maybe this new one with robert pattinson i don't know the villain is the riddler so maybe they'll do it here i don't know Oh, I thought it was a, you meant a new Die Hard movie.
0: Right. No. <laughs> that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Of course. He has, he has new he too much yeah. hair to be John McClane. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's got too much great hair. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't seen Die Hard with the Vengeance, so at the end, after all the clues, he finds out that it's Scar from The Lion King.
3: Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and it follows the same, like, sort of, like, double-cross trope that, like, the first one does we like it's they, they in in that in, in with the vengeance it's like sending them on like a wild goose chase mm-hmm. where they have to like solve math problems and shit <laughs> yeah
0: like they have like a bucket and they have to pour like water into a bucket into
2: another bucket to like make it or a guy so, yeah. uh, with an escape room is what
1: they really <laughs> Yeah basically right. Yeah, and at, at one point they have to solve a riddle, he like calls them and he was like As I was travelling to St. Ives, I met a man with seven wives. Each wife had seven cats, each cat had seven bags, knives, wives, and cats. How many were traveling to St Ives? And they're like, Oh god, we gotta figure out this fucking riddle And Samuel Jackson's Are you fucking like reading that just now? No, I love I I fucking love that That's movie. amazing. I love the riddles that word in that. Word. Movie. That's what that was the riddle. I love it. But no, Samuel Jackson's like, no, it's just one. You're going to St. Ives. You met them coming away from St. Ives. That's the answer is one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Samuel Jackson is not his normal self. Like, there's no, like, motherfucking snakes on the plane. Like, he's, he's, like, more docile, docile, and, and he's, like, the more the
1: voice of reason. Yeah. Well, I guess he's, he's a lot... And a lot of the times he's the voice of reason. But, like, in this way he's, like, a nerdy kind of guy. I think he's a cab you driver. Know? He's, like, a cab driver that just gets roped into it. Like, he, he just gets, like, accidentally yeah. pulled into the whole thing. But then there's yeah. that part where, like, great. The, the the villain of the movie... Now we're talking about a movie that's not even the movie we're covering, which isn't even a horror right. movie in the first place, but fuck it. <laughs> we're, we're way off the rails here. Uh, but, the, but the Riddler character... Uh, has Bruce Willis? he has to wear like a poster board or like a, uh, you know, like you'll see people advertising with a board on the front. Sandwich board. Board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sandwich board. Weird. And yeah. so, but it says, I hate and the, the N word, I hate N words. And he has to go like, wear that around in Harlem uh, is one of the things the Riddler has him do. <laughs> it's not the Riddler, but it's the villain of this movie.
2: Yeah. It's, it's pretty weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It messed up. Did they did they get that from Kentucky Fried
1: movie? Oh, oh God, I don't even know. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, I don't know.
0: They might So there's
2: have... a there's a whole bit in there where it's just like this goofy looking white dude and he's supposed to be like uh like one of those what do you call those daredevils, like evil can evil or whatever, and he's like, you know, done all these different stunts. And then he like puts on the helmet and he's in Harlem and he just yells the N word and then all these people start chasing after him. And that's like the stunt. And it, but it's an old school Kentucky Pride movie. Like, why would you do that? that's the whole bit behind it. So apparently they're just the Riddler, I mean Scar from The Lion King, <laughs> is just stealing a bit from a sketch
1: comedy movie from the late seventies. <laughs> right, yeah. Must be. I feel like that's something you'd see on Jackass. Like the guys on Jackass would have done that like in you know, two thousand two. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> But oh, uh, man. <laughs> but so I like so they they break into this building, they take over, take everybody hostage, you know, John McClane is going rogue. He's the only one that's not captured by the uh, the terrorists. And so there are a couple things that happen pretty early on that I think argue that it may be a slasher movie, like it feels like something you'd see in a slasher movie. One thing is when he pulls the alarm, the fire alarm, and the cops start to come but then they turn away. Um They're like, the fire alarm was on floor 37 or whatever. So the guy goes up there and he's like looking around. And then you hear like a power saw start whirring. It's like, and he like turns. And I was like, that's totally something you'd see in a horror movie is like a guy going in, like going into a building. And then he's like going toward these weird sounds going off everywhere. Um, And then definitely when when he kills the guy and he writes on his sweatshirt. Now I have a machine gun, ho ho ho, and like sends him back down the elevator. I'm like, that's he's like that's taunting scary. his prey now. That's like total slasher movie shit, you know. Ooh, so.
3: Can can I get out of slasher movie shit for just a second, please? Because because you talked about the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I really like the John McClane character, and and here's why: in most action movies, like the, the let's say like a terrorist movie or whatever, like the terrorists like establish a beachhead. And then the star, the action person has to like kind of like make his or her way up the rank of like henchmen or terrorists or whatever to eventually get there very early on. Like he's just like suddenly in the same like floor, the same like adjacent room of hands of Hans. Yeah. Just like with a gun, you just like kill him immediately. And that's how fucking dope like John McClane is like, like he just was like, he went like balls out. And just was like suddenly like, like he, like he could have ended the movie at any point, <laughs> like right at the beginning. But then was like,
1: oh, mm,
3: wait just a moment, you know.
1: And then they kill Takagi. <laughs> they, kill... they kill the Takagi.
2: <laughs> so my question, my, I think my question is: you're talking about the slasher movie tropes. What? How do you define a slasher movie? Because is it the way in which they kill them? Or is it the the vantage point through which we see it? Because it what what I think might make slasher movies more appealing to me is if I got to just follow Mike Myers a little bit more. <laughs> right. And so just kinda of, like what is he doing between the killings? <laughs> so like with when when Freddie is not in my dreams, what's he doing then? Because you see you see some of the down moments of John McClane So I want to see if, if, if you really want to be a slasher movie, there has to be that mysterious element that we don't know where they are and stuff like that. But with when you're following the main character, so that's that's where my when you said consider if it's a slasher movie, I'm like that's really what it comes down to. Yeah,
1: well, and that's the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. yeah, Die Hard would be a slasher movie. From the vantage point of the killer, basically.
2: Yeah. So are there there other slasher movies that do that?
1: That's a good question. Um, I feel like there have to be. I can't think of any offhand. I mean, there are some movies where you spend more time... um, Like, I feel like Freddy versus Jason, you have your protagonist that you spend some time with, but then you also do spend some time with, like... I feel like you spent some time with Freddy Krueger trying to, like set stuff up to attack Jason. I feel like in that movie you spent a little more time with the the murderers. But yeah, that's a good question.
2: By the way, Jason is uh, Comedy Sports Los Angeles's very own Derek Mears. Right. I yeah. give a shout out to him.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was in the reboot. Is that the one he was in? The Friday the thirteenth reboot? He's,
2: he's been Jason in the last, I think, two or three oh. things.
1: Oh, nice. Nice
2: yeah yeah I wonder if you can use some clout to like I don't know Colby maybe you can hook us up with that guy oh i I mean we're not we're not like super close friends, but I've hung out with him, I've done improv with him, so yeah so but like I he's like a good for something
1: yeah <laughs> no i've I've thought about reaching out to him, Brent. I think he and I might be friends on Facebook, but yeah i've 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 thought about reaching out to him um I haven't yet, but yeah, we may we may do that at some point.
2: I mean what's what's the worst that could happen? He'd murder you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he would be like he would be bad at murdering, like just like the person.
2: (laughs) Yeah, in the in on set it's so much easier.
1: Right (laughs) Yeah, you well you would just the thing is you would have to start murdering yourself. And then he could yes and that, right? He'd be like, Okay, yes, yeah, you know. And then that's smart. That's, That's You'd have to start it off. Murdering yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway. Yeah. So, but then there's a scene where he, uh, I like when he calls on the radio. He's like, he's like, yo, you got to get down to the Nakatomi building. And for some reason, like the 911 dispatchers are like, this is a secure emergency line. Only call for emergency. And he's like, he's like, no fucking shit, lady. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? And she's like, She's like, oh, what? Send somebody to check it out. I don't even believe this asshole. I'm like, what? That's what nine one one is for. Like, what? You know? Yeah. And then, like, the terrorists are also like on the exact same channel. Yeah, they can hear everything going. On. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, does that mean that also like everything that they're saying
3: like is being being broadcast to the police?
0: Because uh, nothing
3: that's... rang. It was like sudden, suddenly, like like at the police
1: station. Right, well, because like, they were using walkie-talkie, so I think it just depends on what channel they were on. So I think he tapped maybe, into the emergency channel, and they must have been listening to pick it up. They probably were. Maybe they had
3: like one walkie-talkie
1: just there set to to the, to, 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 to listen to the police, to police stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: This is my my all time police scanner. I just carried one around with me at all times. Hey, did you know? I just learned this from a a, a client not long ago. There is now an app uh, for your phone that allows you to listen to the police scanner of any major city in America. And so like you can, you know, old, old old CB radio, you can do that, but now there's an app that has the frequencies and they're all broadcast out. And he said, like, this is some weird old dude. It's a very long story, but he was <laughs> like, oh, what part of Indianapolis do you live in? I kind of told him and he's like, oh, okay. Not a lot of activity there. And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, so literally it's his hobby. When he's not running a company, and I'm not going to say who it is, very successful company (laughs) in America, in his free time, he listens to police scanners. And he said, Indianapolis is one of the most active ones. Not that necessarily they're having more crime, but for some reason they use theirs more. And he's like, so I looked into it. And it's because some of them have gone digital and some of them haven't, and Indianapolis is digital, so they use it more. Some cities are still archaic, so they don't use that police scanner in the same way. And I'm like, that's so weird. So maybe the terrorists had the app.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. And that could be
3: <laughs> How's Rick Rangeloviki doing? Oh <laughs> that's
2: a good guess. That's a good guess that it's him. Yeah.
1: But it's... <laughs> not not him. Not him. Wink wink. But no, you know, my, my, my grandma and granny, would they had like actual scanners that they would oh, have cool. in multiple rooms in the house. And they just like always had it going. They were just like always listening to police scanners.
3: I remember my brother and I were hanging out in my, my dad's garage and he had a police scanner. And we were listening to it like we had like a putting green in the, this garage. We we're like putting. And then like up, over it was this is in Bedford, Indiana, a very small town. And suddenly, like on the police scanner, like uh, they were like, "Yeah, we busted." You know, they busted like some. Uh, they did a. Uh, they found a drug deal, and they busted the drug dealers in Bedford, Indiana, like on Tenth Street. You know, whatever that is. And and in Gavin, my brother was like, "Dude, that's like two blocks away. Let's go check it out." And I was like, "No, we're not. We can't do." That. I was like scared. I was like scared to go. I was like, no, because they're gonna look down the street and be like, and there's more of them, and they're
1: gonna run after us. So, did you go or did you not? (laughs) No, he did. I I said, I said, I'm a wuss. You, you let your little brother go by himself? (laughs) And he wasn't like nine. Are we just are we just gonna gloss
2: over the fact that Corey's grandparents were clearly doing something illegal? <laughs> if they had scanners in every room of the house, they can't like, scrouper. Like, <laughs> we just gotta make sure they're not on to us.
1: Oh, you know, Brent, you know my grandma and granny. You know they were they were selling bathtub gin out of they, their. You know what they did call their house
3: the the Tamakaki uh, trailer. <laughs> see, see. <laughs>
1: it was a riddle all along <laughs> <laughs> oh man but so then you know thinking some, some more of the things uh pointing to the fact that it may be a slasher movie the fact that he throws the dead body out the window he throws the terrorist out the window to get the cops attention you know i was like that's that's kind of like slasher that's something a killer would do <laughs> terrorize you with a dead body and that's a twofer as well. Like he, in that same vein, he was trying to kill Carl Winslow. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I think I think yeah, Bruce Willis wasn't trying to kill him, but yeah, get his attention. I was thinking about the slasher aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have been. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, people have been killed with dead bodies in slasher movies. <laughs> I feel like that's that's happened before. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm sorry let me rephrase that yeah the body could have
3: landed on on carl winslow but then as he sped away he's getting like shot with
1: like heavy machine gun fire right oh and is that is it then or is it later where they like they set up like a missile launcher (laughs) they like and they're just oh no that's a little bit later where they're like shooting the swat guys with missiles
3: (laughs) yeah and they even like added the they added the uh, aspect of like uh putting rivets, like, in the concrete to, like, hold the missile launcher down. I thought it was a cool add-on.
1: Yeah, yeah. When I, I watched this with my daughters. They hadn't seen it before, and they wanted to see it. Um, and, like, when they brought that in and they set it up, my daughter's were like, what are they doing? What is all that stuff? And I was like, oh, just wait. And then they, like, started shooting rockets down, and, and my daughters were like, what? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> I like how your daughters are like, this is crazy, and
3: you're just like, this is sound choices is what this is. Yeah. Like If you're going to do it, do it right. Do it, yeah.
2: I graduated from the Second City program. <laughs> <for three. laughs> we learned that in level 3B, okay? Yeah.
3: You could shoot a rocket down from the 15th story. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but we're not a terrorist. You know, what we learned is you never shoot down. You always shoot up, you know? That's what, yeah, that's right, what we shoot up. learned. But I also like I like the cowboy stuff where the you know and we got to talk about Alan Rickman's character as Hans Gruber like he's just the best you yeah. know Alan Rickman from Galaxy Quest and you know Snape from Harry Potter obviously like yeah, one. Of this the... was
3: his first film, I think.
1: Oh, was it? Oh,
3: wow. Yeah, I think, I think he was a he was a uh, established stage actor, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah, hence the uh, enunciation of all the words, kind of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, and I like how he. Uh, he ended up calling Bruce Willis' character... He's like, oh, you, you're joining the party, Mr. Cowboy. You know, and then so he's like, call me Roy Rogers. He's like, oh, he's always partial to Roy Rogers. Which then, that's where you get the famous line, yippee ki motherfucker, is when they're talking about all the cowboy shit. But, but yeah, I thought, man, Alec Alan Rickman was just great. And I think that this is not his first movie, but this is one of Bruce Willis's first movies. And I think he was well-known for... TV shows, right?
2: Moon, moonlighting.
1: Yeah, moonlighting. moonlighting and and um, so he was known from TV, and I guess they they asked Schwarzenegger to do it. He passed. They asked Stallone to do it. He passed. So they like kind of gambled on Bruce Willis, and I guess it was seen as a bad investment. Like a, a lot, I guess a lot of people in the industry were like, "That's a, you're gonna pay who how much to do this movie? That's a dumb idea." <laughs> That's interesting because like I, I
3: read that, and then I also read that like. They wanted him to be sort of like like a very like likable character even um, a very like common man kind of thing in a way yeah and so, like getting a comedic actor to do this role where, where it's like yeah he could, he could he could like he could just like go into the first room and get shot in the face and people be like yeah that makes sense <laughs> right <You know? laughs> so my
2: my question is when did the characters hans and franz first start on snl because if they had gotten schwarzenegger if this was around the same time everybody would have made the connection and it would have been a bit but if if schwarzenegger had been john McClane. Hans and Franz wouldn't have been named that. They wouldn't have been able to use Hans because it would have been too much associated with Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. So.
1: that's true. That's true. Well, I think the character's name in the book was like Anton Gruber or something. But, no, that's a good question. Oh, oh,
3: um, yeah, this is a good question. Um, oh, the, uh, what else I liked on IMDb was the translations. Of the movie in other countries,
4: mm-hmm.
3: like the, I'm sorry, the title of the movie okay. in other countries, like in, the, in other countries, it was like die like a man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Like the sequels were like die like a man harder. Should <laughs> 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 look them up. That's right. I wish I had Di- a list. I should have wrote them down.
0: Die like it a sounds man. Sounds like man. they
2: were naming these like the same people that wrote all the Fast and the Furious like super <laughs> yeah. titles. Yeah. Just, More faster and more furiouser.
1: Yeah, it's like Die Hard, (laughs) Die Hard Two, Tokyo Drift, Die Seven, (laughs) Hard Eight. You know? Oh man! But you know, I think. uh, Well, a couple things. Like, a, I like how he is kind of an everyman in this movie. But I like how in almost every single role he's ever in, Bruce Willis is just kind of like a grisly asshole to everybody. Like, in the, yeah. he's just, like, never nice to anybody in any movie, and I think that's hilarious. Um, but you also reminded me about, uh, I think Michael Keaton got a lot of the same thing when he was cast as Batman, because he was known as a comedian, and people were like, you cast fucking who as Batman? Like, you know, and then he yeah. did a great job. He's, you know, maybe my, my favorite Batman. But back to Bruce Willis. I mean,
2: if everybody hates him, that's another good reason he's in a slasher movie, right? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. no, nobody likes the bad guy in slasher
1: movies. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Which, yeah. Which is fun when he goes, like, when he does take the role where he plays, like, have you seen Death Becomes Her? With Goldie Hawn oh, and, yeah. and Meryl Streep? I fucking love that movie. You've seen this one, Colby. Oh you should see uh, De- <laughs> yeah yeah no. admit it. admit it Jayco. you've seen Death <laughs> comes watched it <laughs> you, you saw it and you liked it <laughs> yeah admit cop to it uh, <laughs> but uh oh but no that you should see that movie that movie's so good but it's like Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep are the stars of that movie. and then he plays like a weak like whiny little like mustache dude who like dated one of them. And then ends up marrying the other one. And he's just like, just kind of manipulated. And you like, they basically fight over him. But these two women have been like frenemies forever. And um, and so they, but the, the whole thing is they end up taking these potions, which make them immortal. But then, so they can't die. But then they end up like really getting into it and sustaining all this damage. It's a very funny movie. It's a dark, dark comedy, but it's pretty funny.
2: I'm laughing. Because as you're explaining it, I'm realizing Brent is right and I've seen
1: it. Well, I fucking surprised. knew it. You've seen it. You've
2: seen it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: With your I'm eyeballs. like, oh, I saw this on like USA <laughs> in like the 90s at some point.
0: Yeah. Yep. Brent Look, totally someone throws it.
2: a trident at Goldie Hawn, but she's already had like a shotgun blast. And gone goes to her through solar plexus. Yeah. It goes through that. Yeah. 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 You've seen it.
1: That's so funny. Oh, man. But yeah fucking love bruce willis man like some of my favorite movies and there's like a list of movies that i want to show my daughters we've kind of like put this list together and i noticed that bruce willis is in like a lot of them like we watched the sixth sense recently um and then but just i mean fucking you know the fifth element sixth sense uh pulp fiction you know sin city uh, just... Pulp Fiction with your daughters no, no 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 i'm just saying like all of them not yet when they get a little bit older but um but, I mean, just like, he's been in so many... 12 Monkeys, like, I fucking love 12 Monkeys, you know? But he was in he was in a movie recently uh, called Death Wish, right? It was like a remake of that Charles uh, Bronson movie or whatever. Um, yeah. But a friend of mine that I worked with... Where did I even work with her? Oh, when I was working at World of Beer when I first moved up here, uh, a woman by the name of Alexa Hartfield, I worked with her, and she was in Death Wish as as they were filming that movie she got a small part she she gets attacked in an alley by a couple guys i don't know if you've seen death wish but if you do watch it there's a scene where i don't she doesn't she might have a line or two it's not a big part but like these guys attack her in the alley and they're like you know holding her down or whatever and then bruce willis comes and he's like
0: hey i'm going to fucking murder you
1: and she like she's like ah thank you and like runs off so her whole thing is like she gets attacked and then she runs away while bruce willis is like you made a mistake now because I'm gonna fucking murder you. <laughs> he
0: repeats it. <laughs> like we heard it the first time. Yeah, he's, uh, he's like He's like, No, I need you to fill out this
1: form stating that I'm going to mur- I'm going to murder you. They're like, Jesus Christ, guy. We're just we'll just start oh, fucking chill out. We'll start murdering ourselves already. Like we'll just start doing it.
2: And then go yes and it. Right.
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're
2: murdering
0: themselves again.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> when you said, I don't know if you guys have seen it, I got ready to say no, I haven't, but I didn't want Brent to yell at me again, so I just didn't say anything. Like,
1: Admit that you've seen Death Wish. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Oh, I don't think I've
1: seen that one. No. Ooh, so all right. So then, so then the cops show up. The FBI shows up. Uh, Hans Gruber. They start. I, and I, one thing I love about this movie is how the terrorists they act like they're there for some big cause, right? Like they're terrorists, and 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 they want right. to free their brothers and sisters, their fellow revolutionaries around the world. But then they're really just there to rob the place. Like it's all a cover for them to just rob it's it. A double cross. Yeah, they're like they have no political uh purpose at all like it's just to rob the place i I love the scene where and this is pretty unique to this movie i feel like where bruce willis comes across alan rickman's character and then alan rickman pretends to be uh you know so he like comes across alan rickman he holds him at gunpoint, and alec rickman is like oh please you're a terrorist please don't kill me please don't kill me oh my god i'll do anything and then so like he like, he's like, no, it's fine. I'm a cop. You can trust me. So they like hang out for a little while until he realizes that yeah. like, wait a minute, you're fucking Hans Gruber. <laughs>
3: and I read, Corey, I read that like, that was one of those things where like in movies when they, when they figure out like, oh, you can juggle, let's put that in the show or whatever. Okay. Like they, they realized, oh, Alan Rickman, you can do an American accent. And then that's how that scene was created. Oh, and no. actually that scene was improvised. Really? Yeah,
1: it was like, yeah, it was totally improvised. Nice. Well, it's, it's so good, yeah. Because he's so, like, menacing the whole time. He's like, Mr. McLean, you know, Mr., Mr., you know, what it, Ted, whatever the guy's name is. He's like, you will give us the codes. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, please, oh, please don't kill me. Oh, my God. Oh. But, like,
3: John McLean is, like, so, like, onto him. He's on to him, right? He like hands him like the unloaded gun. Uh uh-huh. huh. Be like, so can you
1: shoot? Yeah. Well, and he, he checks Handle his name against like the all the names on yeah. the board. Oh, that's right. Right? He's like yeah. he's like, what's what's your name? And the guy's like, oh, my name's uh Clay. Well, you know whatever, Daryl Clay. And he like John like uh Bruce Willis scans the board and he's like, okay, yeah, all right, Clay's on there. All right. <laughs>
2: yeah. So my question is, does Hans Gruber having that? you know, either the the ability to do the accent or just the fact that he thought of that, does that make him more likable to you, Corey?
1: I mean, the he's not a likable character. Uh, like, if he were a real person, I would not like him because he's a murdering, you know, fuck-a-path. But, like, as a, as a creation of Alan Rickman, yeah, he's great. I mean, he's brilliant. He's cunning. He, like, thinks of everything in advance. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
2: Okay, so follow-up question. You have now decided that both Hans Gruber and John McClane aren't likable people. So which one do you like more?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I think Alan Rickman is probably the more interesting character. Yeah.
2: See? That's what I'm saying. So so that slasher movie aspect, that, that I'm, I'm still hung up on the fact that we get to follow John McClane too much. I would say that it would be more of a slasher movie. And I might go as far as to say it would be a better movie if we just followed Hans Gruber the whole time and found yeah. out more about what's going on with him.
1: Yeah, I agree. No. Flashbacks of his
2: childhood. Yeah, yeah, and now it's a slasher movie. Yeah. Because John McClain is is the, is the Freddy, is the Jason, is yeah. the... Mike
1: Lyons. yeah and and you don't have any, you don't empathize with his character cuz you don't spend any time with him and so the terrorists are just like showing up dead randomly and you're like holy shit like what is going on what's killing these guys
2: we just we didn't know all this was going to go bad right. we just heard there was money on the police scanner two blocks away and so we came down here to find out what was going right. on right
1: we got we got a hot tip from grandma and granny you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> they didn't want anyone to get hurt yeah, they the code, he forces suddenly fucking Bruce Willis is killing them all. Right, like that's a great idea. Like if it just followed, just very specific laser beamed on them, and then like every now and then, like you get the shock of like of, of fucking Bruce Willis coming out and killing yeah. people. I mean, because like, come on, look at the terrorists. Like they look like they, they look like very nice people. They have like <laughs> they look like Hanson. It's <laughs> like the band Hanson with guns. Right. It's just they, they went to uh, like. Uh, a
2: Waffle House in Pittsburgh at, like, two in the morning. And so it's like, hey, y'all want to be in a movie? And then that's who they got,
3: right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know
3: what's funny is that the one guy, oh, who's the guy with, like, the very nice blonde hair whose brother dies? I forget.
1: Is it Carl? It might be Carl. Carl might
3: be the brother of this guy.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
3: But, But anyway, the brother looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. But I'm talking about,
1: like, his brother that lives and gets like strangled right yeah and, by the, chain. and the whole movie yeah he just I wants thought, to... I, I, when i saw him i had this immediate
3: thought of ghostbusters 2 and i was like oh is that vigo? vigo is that vigo from the painting but no it's not but you know what vigo from the painting is in that movie
1: what so still weird he's yeah. in he's in diehard yes who is he He's whatever vigo
2: is i don't know i didn't look it up <laughs> Vigo is only Vigo. Like are <laughs> right. like the bussing of to Right <laughs> Right.
1: He's like he's like, hey, this is John McClain, who's this fuckhead? And he's like In a cave of pain on a, on a mountain of skulls, I
0: sat on a throne of blood. He's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Never yeah. like Death
1: I'm, is but a door. Time right. is but a window. I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, John McClane's like, I'm out. I no. Nope. Yeah. Not not doing this. This got weird.
2: This got too weird. Yeah. <laughs> so what if have you both seen Vantage Point where they show the same movie over and over again from different people's point of view?
3: I have not seen A long seen time that. ago. Yes. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. so, a long time ago. So, what if what if they did that with this movie? Like it was Die Hard, but you watch it from different people's point of view. So you get to see it from both Hans and from John McClane, but then you also get to see it from people who died very early on in the movie. It's just like a real quick, and like, oh, okay, and then it goes to the next person.
1: <laughs> but then, wait, it's but like, then you like, after they there's get like, shot like a title screen, like, die easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs>
1: but it's but like, yeah, it,
2: yeah, it's levels. It starts with like, die easy, and then it goes, die like intermediate <laughs> and then dies fairly difficultly and then die hard and die the end it's, a, it's like an eight hour movie
1: right and then and it's then really it's really hard for Bruce Willis to
2: die is really what this
1: yeah. comes out to <laughs> and then after and then the last level is die like a man right, <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Oh, oh hold on another idea how about you have it like a zoom screen, like a gallery view, and they all happen simultaneously, but when that person dies,
1: their screen closes, and everybody else just gets a little bit bigger. Oh, I like that. I feel oh, like... That's my headcanon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like... Well, you know, I also like the idea of like, instead of the screen just going black, uh, like some of the die easier levels, it's like you follow them to a point in the movie until they get shot, and then it's just like an hour and a half of like, you're looking through little slitted eyes, and they're just like, oh, oh just like, like
2: A camera, camera facing straight up and just wiggling a little bit. Yeah,
1: just like moaning for for ninety minutes. Gurgling, different noises. Yeah, and then finally, like the paramedics come in, and they're like, "Clear," you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. All right, so we go. Yeah, we get through the movie. He he hangs Carl or whoever from the from the thing. Yeah. The roof explodes. Uh, Argyle, which I like, how they have Argyle in this movie, just like chilling in a limo with a teddy bear, and you wonder what he's gonna be for. And then at the very end, he just like rams into that ambulance or whatever and punches the guy, <laughs> punches Theo and knocks him out. But yeah, I was wondering about
3: that. Like, what if it was an actual ambulance? Right. Like, he just like suddenly makes the decision.
2: Right. Uh, but it ends up being like a
3: terrorist is in the ambulance so, and that's their subterfuge, right? Like so, that's how they're going to escape yeah. is through an ambulance. I like how Corey's frozen picture then was just like you with like vampire fangs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. Hey,
1: don't, yeah. you know what? Don't mock my overdeveloped canines. I can't. What am I no, supposed it, to do? It,
2: it froze like that for a second. I have them too. I yeah. have
1: too. Yeah, I have, I have very pronounced yeah. canines. Yeah.
2: So... Mind you, in my version where it's like a, a Zoom screen, it's just Argyle just hanging out. And like you just get to hear the soundtrack of whatever he's listening to on the radio the whole time.
1: Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I oh mean, I feel like I'm trying to think of a movie where I've seen something like that. I know I have, but it wasn't the whole movie. It was only for like parts of the movie they did that. But I, Like I, a character was just like hanging out and they sometimes no, like check it, in with them. It was like multiple screens where you you could see what like two or four characters were doing at the same time. On multiple screens, I feel like maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I know I've seen that. They kind of but... do that, like on some of those, like uh, I'm getting it wrong, but like CSI,
3: like sort of like um, detective shows that like show like different screens of like what different characters are doing at the same time.
1: Yeah. Or or ha- did you have you seen Ang Lee's Hulk with Eric Bana? Bana, whatever his name is. I it, it's yeah. kind of cool how he like he'll flip, it it like looks like a comic book because it'll move from like, there's one screen and then you move into this other shot and then you move into this and it almost looks like you're scanning the pages of a comic book, you know?
3: Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or
2: Snatch might have done that.
1: Oh, that's
3: saying Yeah,
2: yeah, that's totally a a British thing. Like where, I taught video production for several years and we would show foreign films because American the ways of doing things is so standardized that that they don't they, they're not creative very often but i'm trying to think of examples um is uh man on fire remember man on fire might have done that at, at a time with with denzel washington it did some cool stuff so I'm, it might be one okay. or a uh, baby driver does baby driver do
3: that
1: oh it, baby driver it might have some if, it's yeah
3: well like the first the first like driving sequence when like the robber gets in the car and he goes he points straight, and then Baby Driver, he just, he, yeah, he, like, drives backwards. Yeah, cool. And he's voiced by Bruce Willis because he's a baby. <laughs> yeah, as a baby. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> There's a baby. And it's driving
0: me. You
2: got... can't even see. You can't even see, and he's listening to his iPod.
1: And it, John Travolta's yeah, chasing the, after him because it's his the baby. The earbuds
3: keep falling out because he's not really developed his ears
1: yet. <laughs> oh man, you know, it kind of. I I just not thought of this, but that kind of that movie existing, the fact that Bruce Willis was the voice of John Travolta's son in Look Who's Talking, that almost gives Pulp Fiction a weird vibe. You know, the end of Pulp Fiction oh, yeah. when John Travolta and Bruce Willis their characters finally meet in that movie.
3: You know. so which testicle do you think bruce willis was made from
2: the left or the right colby you start oh i thought you were saying mine it was coming from mine I'm like, i would be honored oh,
1: yeah me too. me too yeah go back in time and yeah um I, i'm gonna say right i think probably the right yeah.
2: i'm gonna right. say the, the shaved one the one that you shaved
1: the wax just to see.
2: <laughs> the one left. The That's the other one, the waxed one. The, the, the shame <laughs> the accident, the wax one. Yeah, because I got too scared afterwards. I'm, like, I'm, not,
3: yeah, doing man, right. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> who right. was it? Oh man, there was, was a guy at Comedy Sports who once told me, "Oh man, it was like, it was a it was backstage banter, which can get kind of blue." Mm.
4: And um,
3: <laughs> Oh man, I'll oh, think of it in a second. I think Eric, what, maybe this, um, but um. But he said that, like, he was in high school in the gym, in the gym um, locker room, and someone, like, twirled the towel and then flicked some dude, and it hit him in the scrotum, and then his scrotum, like, burst open. Yeah. And then, like,
2: brrr, like Jacob's ladder. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. What?
2: <laughs> I remember that story, but I don't remember. Was it Evan Weissman? Do you remember that
3: name? You must have been in the room, Colby, because there's no way that that would have come up in any other situation other than the exact, that, the exact night. That's horrible. Yeah. Eric,
2: um, Eric, right? Um, Evan, Evan. Mm. Was it? No. I might be wrong. I'm just trying to remember, too. He this writes is... medical journals.
1: Eric, that sounds like uh, Eric Metcalf. What? That sounds Metcalf? like it's Eric Metcalf. Metcalf. Yes.
2: That was Eric Metcalf. Yes, he said. Yeah, he said he, someone flipped the guy with a towel in the, in the balls, and like his balls opened up, man. And like Jacobs little. Like, let
1: down your hair. <laughs> oh my god! That's you know. I always think of. Uh, <laughs> I'll edit these names out, but uh, I always think of when I because I need to get. I'm going. I'm going to get a vasectomy soon. That's something that needs to happen. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. What? What? Call you are you? too yeah
2: i'm getting one i'm going
1: to get one next like in the beginning of next year nice i'll i'll probably shoot for something like that too and but i know i know Brent already has his cuz he sent me pictures <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but i remember Tison <laughs> saying that he's like one of a few like a small percentage of people he was like yeah i got mine done and then like over the next couple days it it swelled up to the size of a beach ball and I, and i always remember that story and i'm like oh god no that sounds terrible like, please,
3: there's no way that happened. I don't.
1: Oh. He said he got an infection. I don't know.
3: Okay, maybe. He doesn't seem like one
2: to lie. Yeah, yeah I don't think, I don't that know why you brag about that anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to throw around some uh, stories here. But... <laughs> yeah, I to... lie about their balls becoming beach balls. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It
3: happened. <laughs> definitely happened. Definitely oh, happened. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we should get on. We should get on to the end of this movie. Um, the one other thing I wanted to mention was this is based off of a book. What Was the guy's name? Uh, dude's name is. Rod-
2: Push by Sapphire. Yes. Yeah.
1: No, not at <laughs> all. A dude named Roderick Thorpe wrote this movie, and it was actually a sequel to a book he wrote called The Detective, which they made. It was a 1968 movie starring Frank Sinatra, right? So so this is technically it's not a sequel to that but it's based off of the second book but the since it was the same uh property and the same material and everything the studio was contractually obligated to offer the role to Frank Sinatra in 1988 when he was 70 years old so like they had to offer the role of John McClane to Frank Sinatra and fortunately he was like no I'm fucking I'm 70 years old like absolutely Whoa. not <laughs>
2: And walk barefoot on stuff. That was the only part. Yeah. And that was the only part that kept him out of the role. He's like, I don't like to show my feet. Yeah. And so it's a weird thing nobody knows. Frank Sinatra has super weird
1: feet. Yeah. Super gross. They're so gross. See what happened? One of them swolled up. When he got a vasectomy, <laughs> the infection spread, and one of them is like the size yeah. of a beach ball.
2: And from that point on, he would never shave his other foot.
1: No. <laughs> he,
2: was, he, he looked like Gizmo Duck
3: from DuckTales. See, remember Gizmo Duck had that like one Segway wheel yep. as, as feet. never got out of that suit, right? Like, yeah. you're getting into the deep cuts. You know how, what percent of the people listening are gonna know that? That's no, a well, good you really a
1: duck. You know, like who would do that to a duck? You know? Oh man!
2: It was the only way to save him. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. They that's- only have one tire. See, that's, yeah, that's the story I want. The dark, like, backstory of that character. He was, like, much like uh, the character who became RoboCop. He was, like, shot to death. They, like, shot his yep. balls off in a dark alley. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like, uh, it's, uh, is it, wait, who's the Marvel character? Cyclops?
1: No, that and... Oh, from DC, Cyborg. DC
2: so, Cyborg. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, same... yeah, yeah. It was the only way to save
1: him. Yeah, same story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, before we get into head cannons and wrap up here, was there anything else uh, either of you wanted to touch on uh, anything we missed? I mean, we kind of skipped over the end of the movie, but. Um, oh, um, I, I have like one small one. Yeah. Um, the cameo from the construction, uh,
3: the utility worker is the guy from the burbs Okay. Um, opposite of Tom Hanks, the, the neighbor. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. And, and I, I had remembered his name today and then forgotten it now. Sorry but but he's actually he's actually he died re, uh the past like seven years or so
0: hmm.
3: but like he's like a great actor and he plays the utility t- utility guy like in the hole
1: like, yeah in the
3: manhole like i don't know like i guess i could turn all this stuff off i gotta call someone i'm a union guy
1: <laughs> right <laughs> and the fbi guys are like turning on well in the fbi i mean the, those kid they were like such caricatures they were like uh at the end they were like in the airplane like they were in fucking vietnam or something, like Whoa, we're go shoot up the building. I was like, what? What are these characters Yeah, he's doing? like, I was in middle school, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what a weird choice for the FBI character. And I liked how <laughs> they made a choice with, and like every single terrorist had a defined personality and had their own like, because it would be very easy, and I feel like a lot of movies, like you have a main bad guy, and then you just have like a bunch of henchmen, right? But I feel like in this movie, like every... All ten of the henchmen had like a pretty distinct personality, and like all yeah. like you could tell there was a backstory there. I mean, you know, the cop you had like both FBI agents had their own little personality quirks. The deputy chief of police or whatever, like he was his own character. And, and I really I really like how they oh yeah the the guy from Breakfast Club yeah the oh yeah yeah, yeah. From Breakfast yeah. Club is in this movie yeah. So I I just love how they took the time to like really characterize every single character in this movie. You know when they they didn't. Ha- didn't have to take the time to do that it'd be very easy not to do that you know
2: i guess my question is how long what's the runtime of this movie it's very short it's it's, it's less than one yeah. thirty 30 hour okay yeah. yeah so so here's my thing is that good character development or is it just short plot like when you're allowed to do that because now like most movies you see are two hours long and like i mean if you watch like a marvel movie they're like we want to squeeze everything in in two and a half hours or whatever right. so if you get that much into character development sometimes you're you're the plot and again it's the 80s and the 80s a plot is like something that you could write on a cocktail napkin it's all you need right. and then you build around characters and honestly in some ways i miss that like uh home alone you know like all about the pizza driver like the delivery guy and you know when kevin mccallister goes to visit santa claus and like the santa claus like digs around like here's some tic tacs you got to get something whatever like they take the time to develop all these other people it's because the plot is super short but i i enjoy those
1: kind of things yeah yeah, that's your yeah. That's it's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like yeah, or or it's like you've got a word count on your essay. You've got to like hit so many, and they're like, oh god, uh, we'll fill out this character. We'll feel like they're just yeah. like filling space with. <laughs> they filled out the curl your toes guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's but you know that's some of my favorite. Like that's one thing that I and I know a lot of other people love about um you know Stephen King because I love reading Stephen King I'm a bit like every single character like the main character will go and like the somebody will be checking him out at a grocery store checkout line and like just ringing him up and then you get like two or three pages of that character's backstory and like where they grew up what their parents were like (laughs) but it's like totally unnecessary but uh but it's interesting you know
2: it's like in Home Alone the, the person is, is like where's your dad he's at work where's your mom she's in the car where do you live i can't tell you why not you're a stranger <laughs> like even the person checking them out you learn all about that character
1: right <laughs> yeah yeah for sure <laughs> all right well do we want to go ahead and uh do you guys want to get into your head cannons i can give mine first or one of you can go it doesn't matter to me go ahead yep okay uh well my head cannon is that So Hans, Hans Gruber, to cover up the fact that they're doing a robbery, he asked for all of these prisoners to be released around the world, which he did not care about. It was just to cover, to cover what they were doing. But he was like, these members of the, the people's liberation front in the UK, I demand they be released. These members of, you know, the people's revolutionary group in Thailand, I want them. So he just like picked a bunch of random people. To get released from jail So my head cannon is that they went to release these people they're like oh we, this guy's gonna blow up this building or whatever we've got to like meet this this terrorist demand uh, and it's right at the end of the Reagan administration so I, I would imagine that the US government went to these people and they were like okay we're gonna bargain for your release but like you owe us like you have to kind of work with us and help us fight the Russians in the Middle East right? So then, so then they get all of these like terrorists. They're like, we'll free you, but you have to help us train uh, insurgent groups and fight Russia and like in Afghanistan and everything. So then these insurgent, like these, these, you know, terrorists, they go and they're training, you know, everybody in the Middle East and like, we're going to hook you up with this family we're real tight with in, in Saudi Arabia. It's the Bin Laden family. So then the, you know, they, they're like training all these terrorists and then eventually Bin Laden grows up. It gets older, you know does nine eleven. so anyway, my head cannon is that Hans Gruber is inadvertently inadvertently responsible for nine eleven accidentally <laughs> I
2: thought you were gonna have all of these people get released and then they were gonna owe one to you know the, and so they end up forming some like super squad of, of bad guys but they're now good
1: guys like I'm like that's that's good spin-off like you get a whole franchise off of that yeah that's not a bad idea yeah that's awesome I like it <laughs> all right well
2: my I already said mine. Mine was the idea of it's just like a Trump Tower, but it's Tamagotchi Tower. And yeah, I said what I said. And and Trump's in there, and he gives directions to John McClane like he does in Home Alone 2, and then he ends up also dying.
1: Right. He's just sitting there. He's, like, eating his taco bowl, you know? (laughs) yes. Delicious. They make delicious food.
3: (laughs) I immediately thought about that you said, like, the Tamagotchi Tower. Like, isn't it, like,
2: like, the little
4: gigapet thing? Yeah, that's why I
2: said it. Yeah, if yeah. I said it slightly wrong on purpose.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought so. Yeah, that's great. Because that was such like,
3: an automated building. Like, I love that, like, Bruce Willis, like, walked into it first. And then, and then, like, there was, like, a touch screen. Uh-huh. And it was, like, surprisingly actually accurate. Like, he, like, started to type in his ex-wife's, like, oh, sorry. He started to type in, like, his last name. Mm-hmm. But, like, she was not found. And then he typed in, like, her, like, maiden name
1: and it was a great way to show that like she's she's moved on. Right, again. and they're having trouble. But you know what? And I I thought that was funny. And then like cuz he types in her name he's like, "Oh, like Holly." And it and like that little thing says so much about their relationship and those characters. But he like touches her name and then the security guard is like, "Oh yeah, they're up on the 75th floor. They're the only people left in the building." And I'm like, well, what, Why did he have to go through the whole thing? Like, you know where he's going. There's literally, <laughs> there's literally only one place he could be going, and you let him go through all that bullshit. You know? Yeah.
2: Well, see, again, in my version, where it's a bunch of different Zoom screens, while while John McClane is doing that, he's
1: like reading a magazine, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he notices he's doing it. Like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. He's like, oh, they're up there. He gets. Only ones left in the building. <laughs> oh, it's great. Nice. So, wait, what did you yeah. give your head cannon yet, Brent?
3: Um, I, I was thinking that like they could have recasted Bruce, Bruce Willis, and I and and I think it, it would have like played into the factor. Just um, based on like eleven year old me, like when I saw this movie, and I've never seen it again. And I'm actually really happy that we get to like talk about this movie because now I can watch the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like I, I purposely did not watch the other ones because I would I was worried that I would like insert facts from the other sequels or whatever but i, th- I think it'd be great and instead of bruce willis it, it was um what was the guy's name um Ur- steve urkel
1: oh jaleel white
3: yeah <laughs> yeah it was jaleel white and then like it was him and, and 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 um carl winslow like working like like together to like you know i, I would just imagine like they don't really show Bruce Willis pushing the body out of the window, but it would be really silly to see, like, Steve Urkel, like, <laughs> awkwardly pushing
1: a dead body. Right. And then, and the then Alan, Alan Rickman is like, no, and he, like, falls, and he splats right. on, he's like, splat, and then it cuts to Jaleel White, and he's like, did I do that, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. No. <laughs> yeah. all I got. Nice nice all right well well John is there anything you want to plug or talk about direct people to comedy shows you got going on uh, motivational Not, yeah. speaker website you can send people to.
2: No, I don't want people that heard this to know that I own johncolby right? Because they're like that guy's weird. a lot of weird thoughts in his head. I don't want him training my staff on communication and leadership. So you know, I don't want that. Hey, before we leave, we didn't talk. Just real quick, can we talk about yes or no to Christmas movie?
1: Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. Let's. Oh that's right. Right, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. So yeah, let's go around. So what do you guys think? Yes or no? Is it a Christmas movie? Well, um. Based on the
2: canon of, of Home Alone, uh, it's just, it's overwhelmingly Christmas for me. Yeah. 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 My, my three things, it has to take place during Christmas. There has to be some type of Christmas song and decoration, but there has to be a good message at the end. <laughs> like there has to be like that redeeming thing. And, like, at the end of Home Alone, like, he sees his family again. He, he waves to the creepy man next door who reunited with his family. There's all those kind of things. Does Die Hard have that warm, heartfelt moment? Because and the, the big debate everybody is like, well, technically, uh, It's a Wonderful Life wasn't a Christmas movie. But I'm like, it's got all three things in it, though. That's all it has to have. Mm-hmm. So does Die Hard have that?
1: Huh, that's a good call I I yeah, that's a, I was going to say cuz I'm pretty loose with my definition if it's got Christmas in it I say sure. Well, it's, it it's got the it's got the classical music aspect of it. For yeah. Hans
3: Gruber um um in scenes. And I, I
1: feel like that like that sort of like it's in the same vein. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas they play what is it? Ode to Joy when they open up the bank vault. Uh right. so yeah, I really think it's just the message is the main thing. I don't know that's unless what's, you count, yeah, that's what's missing. Unless you count her like punching the reporter at the end when holly punches the reporter but yeah i don't know i don't know that that's like a warm fuzzy christmas message (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah
2: i don't know like at the end of uh christmas vacation when the the cop goes i would beat you with a rubber hose so maybe maybe it could be i don't
1: know (laughs) right yeah okay all right yeah i'm kind of torn on this because i was pretty i was pretty loose in my definition but i was like sure christmas movie why not but yeah you may have a point about the uh the lack of a, a meaning at the end um
2: yeah well, we, right right as if the the screen is going black it needs to like like cut to one of the like terrorists who's still like gurgling and not quite dead he just goes god bless us everyone <laughs> and then and then it would be a christmas movie that's yeah. all it's missing
1: yeah that's true that's right. All right. So what? Yeah, what about a, what, like Santa just like in the, with the reindeer like goes across like the skyline. <laughs> yeah, he's delivering presents too. And then the FBI guys like fly out after him in a helicopter, shooting at him. He's like, "No, I'm Santa That's Claus. Right. I'm Santa Claus." <laughs> There's more of them. There's more of them. <laughs>
2: You're over US airspace. Yeah. Like, oh, no. yeah.
0: Put the sleigh down. It's like. <laughs> I'm a federal that agent Sands of the like United States. He's holding to the side of his sleigh because he's been shot by a missile. <laughs> and then, like, there's a slow, like, he's like, oh, and he falls <laughs> to his death. But he as he's falling, he, he runs, goes,
2: a... God bless us,
1: everyone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can still it in. <laughs> don't Wait. lose
1: the spirit of christmas Wait, but then but then like like uh the the santa claus with tim allen like bruce willis puts the hat on and then like over the next he couple, hair. he starts he starts gaining weight and and so john mcclain has to be the santa claus See i will say then it's a christmas movie <laughs> Oh, I would that's love right. to see that. He tries to put Santa's boots on,
2: but they don't fit. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> he has to go barefoot. I still, that's right. He's gizmo duck foot, and he can't put them on, so he's barefoot. Oh, Christmas. and and you add all those things in, and it's over an hour and a half long. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Perfect. I, w- I want go. to see John McClain, a Santa Claus movie. I want to see that. Jeez. Yeah. All right, so what about a slasher? It's best because, like, the red suit, you know, like all
0: the blood on it. <laughs> yeah. It like,
1: hides it. Yeah, he's like, this is perfect. <laughs> so, Brent, is it a slasher movie?
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah, you've convinced me it's a slasher movie. It's a Christmas slasher movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Christmas slasher movie. John, John, yeah. do you have an opinion?
2: I, I say, I say no, because we know we see John McClane too much. If we, if it was from another point of view, I would say yes.
1: Yeah. You don't want to show the monster too much. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think there's what a, what's that? Yeah. What do you think? I was going to say, I think there's a version of this and I want, I went into this wanting it to be a slasher movie. And I, and I, I again, I'm pretty free with my, you know, you're, your, your, I, I could see the argument both ways. But I, I do feel like there wasn't quite enough there to support it being a slasher movie. and, and yet, Wait, you
2: said no to that, so answer the Christmas one. You can't waffle on this.
1: Oh, no, I think... Uh, okay, so uh, yes to the Christmas. Because my, my, my definition's pretty loose on Christmas movies, you know? Okay. So... Um. But yeah, I I, 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 I see the argument. I think this could be a slasher movie if you just change the vantage point. But yeah, I don't know if it quite has enough. But I gotta say, there was. I was almost convinced at the end where he's fighting Carl uh, and he ends up hanging him. Uh, Brent, the guy who whose brother he killed, and he's like, as he's fighting him, he's yelling at him. He's like, "I'm gonna fucking cook you and I'm gonna fucking eat you." <laughs> I was like, I was like, that that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh, I also loved, I love, I love like John McClane's, um, inner monologue being voiced out through a lot of it. Like, like, why did you kill him? Why didn't you kill him, John? Oh, because they would kill you too. Like, he's like, he he's like telling the audience how he's feeling. Like, and I love that part. Yeah. It, you know, it like, again, like it was like cutting down like other scenes where you could have like gotten that thing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's it's 120 minutes, you know. <laughs> 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 Boom. Yeah, yeah. John, what is your wife? Okay. Um, in what situation would you save your wife in the in, like this, like where terrorists went around and and they were like all up, they were going to attack your wife and take her hostage? How would you how would you fend?
2: I would call the authorities yes and I would pray (laughs) because like honestly if I got in the way I would like if I tried to be the hero I would shoot her on accident like I'm that bad at things like I am I am so uncoordinated I'm so like I have such bad luck whenever I try and do something like literally when I used to be a high school teacher, when people would shoot their trash into the trash basket, you know whatever they they go Kobe, right? People even even though he's died, they still do it. When they would miss, they would go Kobe because <laughs> they know I always miss. They, like it became a thing. If they make it, it's Kobe. If they miss, it's Kobe because I'm that bad. So I'm not gonna save my wife. I would kill her. Oh, wow, you were a Kobe Bryant joke. Yeah. I was, I was the the poor man's.
1: He was the, the. That's amazing. That is. Whoever,
2: whatever kid thought of that,
1: like that should be the next president. that's well, <laughs> or she should be the next president. You know, and I, and I feel like John. I think that's the correct answer because a lot of people yeah. like to think that they would John McClain the situation, but let's be honest, it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know.
2: No best case scenario i john mccain the situation and i can take it (laughs) prisoner
1: yes yeah that's best best case scenario yeah maybe you could trade your life for hers
2: (laughs) yes it's
3: like this might be be too soon and you can edit it out Corey, if you need to but i remember being at comedy sports backstage with you colby like a long time (laughs) ago and like i had like watched a little video and thought it was funny and and so like i and it was a song and so i started to sing it and i and and to to like a group of like seven people i was like here i am rock you like a, and then like we high-fived and we both said herman Kane at
1: the same time <laughs> <laughs> I had that group mind going on <laughs> Next week, join us for yet another Christmas episode as we cover 2015's Krampus. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Splosion Presents Head Cannon, on Instagram at Head Cannon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, or you can follow along the subreddit r/HorrorMoviePod. Nice. all right well we gotta we gotta wind up i know uh we're this is gonna be i'm gonna have to edit this down and uh, i've got to stop being so loud because my kids are about to go to bed but uh but yeah. uh but man i love both you john thanks for for being a guest and it's good to see you it's good to talk to you man so
2: yeah yeah same man this is always fun it's fun to, to be able to do bits and not have to drive somewhere and be in a show to do it
1: right yeah, Or Ob- Brent's dirty garage yeah yeah <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks again, uh, everybody. Thank you for listening, and this has been
0: Head Cannon. <laughs>
1: Dennis. Cause here, man, to cause a problem Amazon deals causing y'all to rob him Pause a moment for your bob your noggin For the nog slides so you like a strong toboggan Log into Amazon, prime cop a bargain I check letters to say and I find my jobs departed Carted away, gratification culture today they deliver my carcass to vultures? Saint Nick is here to paint pictures Take shipping deals, I ain't with you Could Amazon be a Masonic Lodge Here to call for the beast that was drawn in the scriptures Well, I won't say they're the new world order But you could get your Amazon order Borders without borders, they're plugged into everything Phone surveillance, drones flying Round, by entrench. In- you name it How long till they're brought down by Anonymous Can't find them on the nice, must be on the Illuminati list They got me jolly pissed, not just a hypothesis COVID operations from the depths just like The Nautilus, I bottle this rage, saying Ho, ho, ho now, I gotta engage Time to throw, throw, throw down, I'm doming these Common fools, palming the bombing Abominables, clobbering these goblins and ghouls And yo, I'm calling out Jeff Bezos You may want to pray to the sweet baby Jesus Save us, Santa Claus has come to Grave us, Amazon is asking for a glass to radiate us You thought that I was just gray and old You really thought that you could just take my role But well, remember as you lay there cold Ask not for whom no sleigh bells toll